Today with Catherine Ruinala. The disciples would see Jesus going and spending time with the Father and he would come back strengthened and refreshed. And You know, I, I mean, he would spend all night talking with the Lord when he had a big thing the next day because just hearing the voice of his Father, communing with his Father was the strength of his life. And they wanted to be able to talk to him, to the Father like Jesus did. They said, come on, Lord, tell us, teach us how to pray. And the Lord said to them, he said, well, when you pray, pray like this, our Father, the way that you see me having connection with the Father, you can also have connection. So every time you say, our Father, think of the way I connect with God and realize that that's your, that's your invitation too, that you can just lift up your voice and he's right there listening. Hallelujah, our wonderful Lord. I'm going to ask Alan Palmer. Come on up. Give Alan as he comes as a hand. I want to hear. Alan Alan is a, an engineer. Are you an electrical engineer? Mechanical engineer like my husband. And a mechanical engineer. Now you run businesses and have an amazing family. But tell us a little bit about how you hear the voice of God. I'd love to hear. Thank you. Okay, I've got a thousand thoughts going through my mind because I wasn't sure how Catherine was going to frame this, so we're just going to go somewhere. Uh, I think firstly, uh, the first challenge for us is, does God actually want to talk to me and, and me personally? And uh, you know, that, that's something that uh, for me as a child growing up, uh, that was something that I had to learn. I had to realise that there is a God out there who sounds really harsh under the old covenant when there's an absence of relationship. But um, Catherine mentioned before about springtime and how she loves spring. And, and I love that early morning when the dew's still on the ground or the sun's gone down and, you know, the birds are making a lot of noise. And it's just a lovely time. And, and we see prior to the fall of man, we see that God came down into the garden. And when did he come down? He came down in the cool of the day. He came down in that enjoyable period of the day. What to do? to have fellowship with man and to enjoy a relationship with man. And so that, that's the premise and that was the relationship which Jesus died for to, to restore back to us. And, uh, and so John 14, we see, we see Jesus describing the relationship that he had with, with the Father and the intimacy which he had. And uh, he then turns around to his disciples and reminds them, hey, um, you know, that through Jesus, through me, that the relationship that I have with the Father, you can also have. But you're also going to have that relationship with me and with the Holy Spirit. And so why, why am I saying all that stuff? Because how can, how can we not hear from the Holy Spirit? How can we not have a voice when we've got him right inside of us? It's, it's, not, a, it's not a God out there or a God that's walking around in here, he does these things because he's everywhere, but he's inside of us. And so, so there shouldn't be any question in any one of our minds around whether or not God actually wants to speak to us. And so um, I think that's the first one for us to, to grab a hold of, and particularly for, uh, for new Christians and people trying to understand um, who is this God and, and what's their relevance for me individually. So that's probably number one. Uh, number two, big tip, the one golden rule for hearing from God um, Alan's number one tip, there are no rules. Uh, it's a relationship, right? It's just a relationship. Um, and, and so, 
you know, walk in the spirit, you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh, you know, wars against the spirit, spirit against the flesh. We know that scripture well. And, and as we lean into God and we learn in our lives to walk in a presence of the Holy Spirit, we will hear that voice and we will start to walk in it as opposed to uh, now's work and then a little bit later is a, a God time and a little bit later something else and we compartmentalise our lives. And I spent time really struggling with that and particularly in the corporate world um, and, and so I, I, I started to learn how, how do I incorporate God into my, into my work and so inside meetings, um, instead of worrying about the complexity of what's being discussed and, and what the answer is, is actually having a conversation with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, what's going on here? That customer, why are they positioning himself like that? And, and so walking in the Spirit is just about asking the Holy Spirit in and, and being part of our life all of the time, right? And so that's the, that's the challenge. Um, I, I thought of some obscure examples of when the Holy Spirit spoken to me. And, and so I've, I've gone right back to one that um, rocked my boat and I hope it rocks yours. Um, and so at this time I was probably 17, something like that, and uh, uh, was at church. Um, it's rocking. We're going through a period of amazing outpouring of the Holy Ghost. And... Um, I'm down the front of the church and I'm on my knees and I'm interceding and I'm, I'm going for it. And the presence of God is just, it's thick. And I'm having a ball, right? And out of the blue, the Holy Spirit just points out a little filly that's uh, inside the church. And he just says, and as it happens to me and my wife now, um, he just says, I've created Rowena for you. Right? Now, now, why is that obscure? Because in my mind, I'm going, I'm, I'm, I'm going this way. I'm fighting for the gospel. I'm having the outpouring of the Holy Ghost. I'm pumped. And then the Holy Spirit comes along and says, hey, have a look at her. <laughs> and, and, and I'm just like, what are you doing? That's the, it just didn't compute with my mind. And I think sometimes we get so focused on the things of God and the ministry, and I just had the Holy Spirit come up and go, hey, have a look at her. I created her for you. Um, so there's a bit of a bizarre one. How about that? Beautiful. I love it. I love it. He is, and he's so real. Our God is so real, and he is interested in every part of our life. I was having a, a laugh with Emily today, and we were talking about this, and she, and she, she made the comment, and God's not serious all the time. And and it's true. He's he's fun to be with. He's 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 delightful company. He is my safe place. And you know, we we're not making God in our own image. This is this is who He tells us He is. It was for the joy set before Him that He endured the cross. And the joy that was set before Him was that you and I would be able to have peace with Him. That is, no fear in the relationship, no hindrance in the relationship, no sin between us, no shame, no worries or concerns or guilt or condemnation, but that we would genuinely have peace, not based on our works, but based on our faith 
in the works of Jesus based on the fact that he is better than I feel like I deserve, that even if my heart condemns me, he's greater than my heart, that having repented of my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive me and cleanse me from all unrighteousness and not bring it up anymore. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. This is our wonderful Lord. Isn't he good? I like walking in the cool of the evening too. When the birds start singing, that's my cue to get outside. I don't like it when I miss them because a flock of birds will fly overhead and I like to hear the whoosh, whoosh, whoosh of their wings. And, uh, and I walk and talk with him. I love it. Um, and the Lord loves to, to have conversation with you. I, I have three meals a day and snacks when it comes to time with God. But at, even as Alan said, though, all through the day, just being aware, acknowledging him in all of our ways. He wants to help us with practical things. He wants to help us uh, with emotional, relational, physical, financial, every area of our life. He wants to be our help. And we'll get as much help as we acknowledge we need. He's our ever-present help in time of need. And I know my time of need is all the time. And if I look to him for help, I'll get it all the time. Hallelujah. That's the way he is. Praise God. And I invite the, 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 where is he? Barefooted priest, Gareth Barnes. There you are. Come on up, sir. <laughs> I want to hear from you. Just tell me, what's the, what's the voice of God like to you? I mean, how do you, what do you expect when you come to the Lord? And how does he, how does he interact with you? Because, uh, yeah, I, I think it's really nice to hear from different people's perspectives. Yes, thank you. It is so interesting. Because eh? we're all so unique, and I think he ministers to us in such different ways as well, knowing how unique we are. You know, Some people are more pictures, so he does the pictures thing, and others more languages and words and that. So I think discovering my love language with him has been part of the journey. That's been interesting, too, just discovering. Because I think I was around a lot of people that saw the pictures all the time. So I just had this pressure, like, I need to see pictures. That's how you hear from God. So I realized, like, that doesn't have to be anything. It doesn't have to look like that at all. It just needs to look like whatever is authentically us. And that was a big breakthrough. But hearing his voice was a, a long journey. But it rapidly got a lot better, actually, when Pastor Catherine threw me in the deep end and got me to start prophesying over people. And I'm like, well... I'm trying to hear you for myself for the last 20 years, and now I need to hear a word for random people in front of me. It was very daunting. Um, palms sweating, heart beating, but we did it. And interestingly, he came through <laughs> and gave me a word for them. And then the next person, I don't know if you remember that, down on the Gold Coast, and the next person, the next person. And, you know, after that night, it was profound because he said to me afterwards, he said, you've been putting um, more faith in your ability to hear than in my ability to speak to you. So I was putting all this stuff on me to like, you know, it's all this pressure basically on, I need to get into this place or be quiet or, or more tongues or this or that, you know, but he's like, yeah, but if you just put that faith in me to get through all of that, to speak to you, it would have been a lot easier, you know, and I did. And that day, like, honestly, just changed so much. I just started to put the faith on him and say, all right, how are you going to do it, God? You're going to do it. And then got to, to recognize a voice more and more. You know, and uh, lately, like, there's little phrases I sometimes use when I come to him. And lately, it's just been, I come to you as a much-loved son. You know, and that's just sort of the phrase he's given to me. And so I just resonate that back to him and say, yeah, actually, I do need to hear that right now, God. And so I come to him, and it just undoes me because now I'm saying back to him what he's saying over me. And so now we're in partnership. I'm resonating to him what he sings over me, what he's prophesying over me, what he's declaring over me. So I'm saying that back to him, and now, now we're very much on the same page. And so coming in like that, there's such a sweet resonance, if that makes sense. 
Um, and practically, you know, honestly, if I'm regularly spending time in the Word, regularly in worship, regularly in tongues, I do find it's just easier in general hearing them. You know, my thoughts, my, my imaginations are all lining up with the Word. And so when I hear His voice, which also lines up with the Word, you know, there's just there's a flow that's there. You know, I'm not having those weird thoughts for a few weeks and then trying to hear a contrary voice, which is him. It's just there's a flow that's there. So it's really practically I've discovered that over the years. Um, but also with maybe bigger issues, in terms of practically like a bigger issue, the thing he's taught me to do is try and remove the emotion out of it, if that makes sense, when I come to him, rather than like coming to him with, with a fear and trying desperately to hear something. It's just like, Really yield yourself and say, whatever your answer is, God, I'm open to that. Because if you want to hear a yes, <laughs> and he's trying to say a no to you, that could be difficult, just practically. So I'm saying, and the way to remove that often is just by spending that time of worship and saying, you know what, you're amazing, I love you, and you have good things for me. Even if this thing that I think I want is a no, that's amazing, because it, it's not as good as I thought it was. And so again, I'm aligning myself up with him and saying, I know your voice is going to be sweet to me. I know your ways and your, your intention for me is good. So I just surrender and yield that, Lord. Let your voice be what it's going to be. And honestly, John 10, 27, I'll finish with this, says, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. So if your belief is not that, the Word says it is, that's okay. Start to declare that over yourself, and you're walking around. So you know what? My she- I am your sheep, and I do hear your voice, and you know me, and I follow you. I don't know what that might look like or sound like if you haven't been there before, but let that be your declaration because then again, you're aligning your declaration with his declaration over you and you'll find that comes together beautifully. So beautiful. Praise the Lord. I want to encourage you just to be very intentional in the way that you uh, approach the Lord, the way that you take time to fellowship and commune with him. In the mornings when I wake up, I like the first thing that I'm doing as I'm waking up is talking to the Lord. Well, firstly, I'm thinking about what did I dream in case he was speaking to me through my dreams. And then I'm talking to the Lord, good morning, Holy Spirit, and just thanking him for the day and beginning just to talk to him in that very first wake up space. I begin to talk to the Lord. And then I like... um, you know, often after said hello to the family and seeing everybody off to work or whatever they're doing, I like them to be able to come into my room and, or sometimes it's the other way around, depends on what the schedule of the day is, but to then um, take communion with the Lord and just remind myself of what he's done. I say the Lord's Prayer pretty much every day um, because I find that's just such a powerful template to launch me off in talking to the Lord. And I, I eat with him and we drink together and I talk to him and I, I, I pray through the, the, the Lord's Prayer. I tell him all the things on my heart. I have, I, I have snacks during the day where I'll just read a word or, 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 or slip in. If, sometimes in between meetings, just slip, slip behind the closed door and get on the ground and just say, Holy Spirit, I need to fellowship with you as the spirit of wisdom right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you that you're the spirit of wisdom and counsel and might. I ask you for wisdom. Your word says, if anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask. So here I am. I fellowship with you, Lord, as the spirit of wisdom speak to me. And he'll give me supernatural ideas, spontaneous thoughts. And and then I'll talk with him, go for a walk, you know, in that cool of the evening and talk with him. At the moment, I get to go and walk down to the mulberry tree because there's mulberries in springtime. Praise the Lord. 
Make your fingers purple, but I get to talk to the Lord and eat mulberries with him. <laughs> Hallelujah. And, and, um, and, and I pray in the spirit, pray in tongues because, and as I'm praying in tongues, believing that he's also, um, going to give me what to pray with my mind as I pray in tongues. And we, and I talk to the Lord and I pray in the spirit. And then at the end of the night, I, as I go to bed, I open up my Bible and I expect that there's going to be something special, that he's going to speak to me something special. And, uh, you know, I have, then I have set days where I have longer times where I can really study and, um, and enjoy the Lord and spend time with him. I spend a lot of time just worshipping and enjoying his presence, singing to him, uh, talking to him about how, uh, how good he is and, and reminding him I spend a lot of time also. I like to make declarations about the word of God, declaring the word of God, the truth, because the truth dispels the lies. The entrance of his word gives the light and understanding to the simple. Hallelujah. But my prayer for you is whatever your prayer life looks like, is not that you would compare yourself to anybody else, but that you would by faith approach him believing that he wants to speak to you, that when he looks at you, he's looking at you and loving you. He's looking at you and not even remembering any sin. He looks at you and sees you clean and holy and pure and righteous. He sees potential and future. He comes to bring you hope and comfort. He knows how to interpret your tears without you even having to explain it all. He knows and he knows the right way to touch you, to help you. He is more for you than you could possibly understand. That's why Ephesians 3 tells us to pray for supernatural help to comprehend this love of God because it's beyond our human capacity. It doesn't make rational sense. We think, I'm a hypocrite, God. I don't deserve your kindness. You should be tough with me. And he's there laying it on thicker than we can handle. And God wants us to have faith but he is better than we feel like we deserve because his goodness, his kindness, his mercy is what conquers our heart. It's his goodness and his kindness that leads us to repentance and causes us to walk free in joy and peace and surrender to him because you will surrender to the one who looks at you and loves you. Hallelujah. So, Father, we say thank you for your presence. We say thank you for your word. You are faithful and true. God, I ask for everyone watching, God, that they would have the capacity to approach you in faith, believing the truth that you are for them, not against them. Lord, that you love them. Lord, that they hear your voice. Lord, that you want to speak words of life over them, that you come to give them hope, that you didn't come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through you might be saved. Father, that you are their ever-present help in time of need. Lord, I thank you that as they reach out their hand to take a hold of yours, you uphold them with your righteous right hand, that you will in no wise cast them out, Father. Lord, I thank you that you are like the father of the prodigal son, toward them each and every day in Jesus' mighty name. You know, if you don't have a relationship with this God, there is nothing, there is nothing better in this life, nothing better than knowing you are forgiven, knowing that you are loved and knowing that your Father is with you and for you and will never leave you, never forsake you and that you will have eternal life with him. 
You know, as you recognize that, as you believe that, the Lord says that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord, you will be saved. If you'll come to him and say, I, I need a savior, I give you my sin, have mercy on me, Lord, he will have mercy on you. He'll forgive you, he'll cleanse you, he'll give you a new heart, give you power to be a new creation, to walk differently, to want different things because his spirit will come into your life and transform you. If you're here and you know in your heart you're not walking with the Lord or you're watching online and you know you haven't crossed that line, repented and received the mercy of Jesus, received Jesus as your good shepherd, your Lord and your Savior, I'd love to pray with you right now. If you're watching online, if you could write, pray for me, I want to receive Jesus as my Lord. I'll go back over these comments and we'll be praying for you. But if you're here in the building and you say, yeah, that's me, I know I don't actually have relationship with God. I haven't made that commitment, that choice to lose my life to find his, to receive him as my Lord and Savior, to come into relationship with him. I'd love to give you that opportunity tonight. If that's you, would you just wave your hand at me? I want to pray for you. Is anyone here that says, yes, that's me? Just let me see your hand if that's you. Hallelujah. Well, if you're watching online and you know that you need to do that, I want you to pray this after me. Father God, I believe you sent your son Jesus to be punished in my place. Have mercy on me, Lord. Come into my life. Make me new on the inside. Forgive me for all of my sin. I receive Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as my Lord and Savior. Thank you, Father, that you receive me, that you love me, that you forgive me, that you cleanse me, and that you make me new in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. God bless you. Let us know if you prayed that prayer for the first time tonight. We want to be praying for you. Hallelujah. Well, has this been helpful for you? You know, I, I, I know it seems super simple, but sometimes we can have all the theology in the world and not even look at God when we talk to him. If you don't look at him when you talk to him, God has so much more for you. He wants you to know by faith that he's looking back at you and loving you. He wants that for you. And I know people who intellectually know more about Scripture than I do, but inside are starving for love because they haven't learned how to access the eyes of God that look at them and love them. I pray that this has helped you and that it will spur you on. Uh, two and a half years ago, my wife Haley had our daughter, Gabriella, our first child. And what an incredible experience to hold her in our arms for the first time. Uh, however, after 45 minutes, there was a serious complication and her breathing rapidly declined and they needed to put her on all kinds of machines. And 
Her heart actually stopped beating for four minutes as they were doing their CPR to try and revive her. And, and in that moment, there was an invitation that God gave us to have peace that surpasses all understanding because perfect love casts out all fear. And my wife and I, we held hands and we believed in the gospel. And after about four minutes, my wife saw a vision of Jesus walk into that hospital room and touch my daughter. And after four minutes, her heart came back. An incredible thing happened after about two days of no response from her. She woke up, looked us in the eyes, and the doctors and nurses were stunned. We saw a miracle in that hospital. Just as God came through for Nathaniel and Haley, He wants to come through for you. Nothing is impossible. And I want you to know that God is with you as you persevere in prayer. He wants to make Himself real to you in your situation. I believe that right now, whatever you're going through, the Holy Spirit wants to be your help. And His help isn't just sympathetic, it is powerful. So right now, wherever you are, I want to pray with you. Lord, I thank you that you are God of the breakthrough. Lord, I send forth your word of healing, your word of breakthrough into every situation that's being lifted up to you right now as we pray. Lord, you are great. And Lord, thank you for your manifestation of power, healing and bringing breakthrough into every situation in Jesus' name. I'd love to hear what the Lord's done. If you had something wrong with your body, begin to do something you couldn't do or go to the doctor and get it checked out because we would love to hear your testimonies.